0: Okay, before we really get going today, we have a couple of housekeeping-type items we want to take care of. The first is a grievance I want to air. I am furious, and not at the two of you, don't worry. And I wouldn't, <laughs> have, I, I wouldn't have expected to be so furious at the people I'm furious at. These are intelligent people, and I've heard it in more than one place from uh, probably a good five, six people recently, probably over the past month. This is something I thought everybody knew, and I'm going to guess the two of you do as well. But we'll see. Can you please tell me what a prequel
1: is? A prequel is is, is, is something that goes before the, the pre story, the story before the story that we all know. Right. Like in a like Star Wars, like it opened with the 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 original one is the middle, so then the ones that came after that were actually a prequel to, to the original Star Trek Star Wars. It
2: combines sequel. I mean like For example I mean a sequel and then it puts pre in front of the sequel it's a portmanteau we were talking about portmanteaus the other day it's pre sequel and then we get rid of the SC so we have prequel
0: right good so uh, you mentioned the Star Wars movies so of course we have Star Wars um, Empire Strikes Back Return of the Jedi Mm -hmm. that's that's Star Wars and its sequels and then uh, the Phantom Menace came out in I don't know 97 99 somewhere around there and so that takes place before so that was a prequel right right So how about this? Is Rocky a prequel to Rocky 2?
1: No, because it was the first movie and it was the first in the series. So I would say, no, it wasn't a prequel. I would say Rocky 2 was the sequel, but I would say Rocky 1 was just Rocky.
0: Right. I'm not I'm not trying to trick you guys here. This is the issue that I'm having uh, such trouble with. A, A prequel takes
1: place before,
0: but it comes out after.
1: Yes. Correct. That's my right. point. That's So I'm saying that Rocky 2, Rocky number 1, Rocky, Rocky, right. would not be a prequel because it was the first film. right, you're, And it was the first in the yeah. series as well, time-wise. So right. You're 100% right. It.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. That's what it is. But I am hearing more and more people refer to just the earlier movies as the prequels. No. So if people talking about a series of movies and, oh, no, that that's the prequel to that one. Well, it's not. It's just the movie that came out before.
2: Right. Yeah. Definitely. Let's just. I'm just curious now. Definition on Merriam-Webster: A prequel is a work, such as a novel or a play, whose story precedes that of an earlier work. Right. So that's that.
1: Yeah. Key is earlier work.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: I mean, it's t- it's like a sequel that's a prequel because it came after, i.e., sequel, but in time, in terms of the story time, it's before, so it's a prequel. Do you want to know yeah. if a
2: little? little factoid here the first use which according to merriam-webster was 1958
0: yeah i saw that
2: yeah that's interesting
0: that's definitely a lot earlier than i would have expected but it it, i mean it's it's exploded you know over the past five ten years um but that's sort of the world we live in now as everybody's trying to drain every last bit of creative juice out of any. Any story that's out there, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> now we have a little film criticism, a little angry film criticism.
0: I agree with you on that.
1: Ross, well, <laughs> I think you might say that Fletcher's out of sorts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hmm. Oh hmm. yes. I feel like we might be moving on to something. New. Yes, very good, Kathy. I like
2: that segue. Okay. Yeah, we had a question from Tyler in Washington D.C. He wrote in, "I know this isn't the usual thing you cover." But actually, I, it is one of our things. But thought you might know. I was telling someone I felt out of sorts, and I wondered, why sorts? What sorts? Sorts of what? Can you help me <laughs> sort it out? Ha ha.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: thought that was pretty clever. Yeah, huh? That's so too.
0: Yeah. So, what are sorts?
1: Well, that's we wonder because I mean, like the only sorts I could think of off the top of my head was I thought all sorts, the you know, like the it's mainly British, but like licorice all sorts. It was like a selection of candy, and I mean, so Ross and I had to look this up. We did not know this off the top of our heads. I thought that we would. Have, I did, did actually think
2: of uh, sorts in the Latin sense, which turned out probably not to be correct. But I did think of initially of sort source in Latin s o r s refers to lots. And you know, like drawing lots, and I thought that was the the sort of the sort of the answer. It turned out to be a lot more complex than that.
1: Sorts um, is is one of those things that came from typographers. It was the names of sets of letters, like when they set type. So, like a bunch of letters was sort uh, was a was a sort, but it was sorts plural all the time. I don't think they did did they refer to a sort? I don't think so. So it was a it, the individual metal characters in a box of type were sorts. So when you were out of sorts, you couldn't typeset your your phrase, your pamphlet, your whatever. Now, this
2: got interesting, because then I looked it up, and I told Kathy, I think you may be wrong, because I found uh, ra- some <laughs> logical
1: discussion, Thank
2: you, brother. <laughs> and they said, um, the problem with the story of sorts coming from printers is that the uh, printer's term... Um, the out-of-sorts came earlier than the printer's term, and they said the first use of the printer's term comes from 1784. Then Kathy dashed over to uh, various
1: sources and found... That the OED... This guy actually had cited the OED for the fact that the first recorded use was in 1784. It was Ben Franklin, incidentally. But no, we found it. Um, It was actually in 1668, and and it says typography, one or other of characters in a fount of type... And it was in 1668. It said it was uh, from a very dull sounding something, a typographic university press article that said, Then you'll perceive what sorts your work runs most upon, and you must cast over such sorts. So it's sorts, is print.
2: So we're going back to typography. And the typography came from a Latin, French, uh, via the French from Latin, where it meant drawing, uh, sore in very early pre Latin meant. piece of wood you're drawing lots in effect and then from there it came into French and then it came into English and we think we're not certain that it comes from typography
1: because yeah, other people say that it could have just been um, someone said I remember something about playing cards that when you haven't shuffled a deck it's out of sort so it, you can't play with it but that doesn't actually I don't that doesn't wash with me because I would think that a pack that has hasn't been shuffled is in sort because it's sorted so that seems wrong to me. That seems um, like un- un- unintuitive. Personally, I could be wrong. We're not sure, but we think it's that.
2: We think it's that. We have There's no real way of ever determining it, short of going back into time. Even there would be a problem. So we think it comes from typography. What really hit us, and we're thinking of doing a podcast on it, were how many words developed out of typography? For example, Fletcher, do you know what the origin of capital letters comes from? sorry i'm sorry uppercase letters excuse me not at all apparently kathy was talking about sorts and when they sorted type uh, types type uh, different type fonts the capital the top capital letters would be on top in the uppercase and the regular lowercase letters would be in the lowercase of which had all those little uh little lead type things non-capitalized uppercase is literally uh, letters that are on top i never knew that
0: did you So. you stick the uh, you stick the the uppercase letters up there with the with the good scotch. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Top shelf, baby. All the way. <laughs> I also wanted to say that I also found out sort had more meanings than I would have dreamed. It also it's obsolete now. Used to mean a measure or weight of figs and raisins. I have no idea why figs or raisins. Do you, Ross? No, I mean sort. I think came to.
2: Came into English from the French because it meant uh, the original meant just a group of things. From but why um, raisins and figs. Well, French like ra- <laughs> they like raisins. And figs. <laughs> <What a romance. laughs> well,
0: we're going to move on into our alphabet of commonly confused words, as we've been doing over a series of episodes.
1: We're going to start with L, and you might loathe what we're going to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> or,
0: or, or, well, I, I, I am, a, I am loath to discuss something that I love. <laughs> Is that Very where we're, nice. is that where we're
1: headed? <laughs> Very deft. <laughs> how could you figure it
2: out? <laughs> okay, we had a sentence here. We were shocked, first of all, how common the misuse of this word, these words. Uh, we have. While we probably press that much harder in the next couple of weeks to go after more cuts, I am loath to do that. Said this isn't quoting the Berkeley Daily Planet, quoting the superintendent of schools. I am loath to do that.
0: What should it be, Fletcher? Yeah, it should be. Well, it should be loath without the e. Uh, this is something I see everywhere. I see this all mm-hmm. the time, going both ways too. I, I see, I see it with the e when it shouldn't be there, and I see it without the e when it should be there. And I, I this is, this is in all sorts of publications from very intelligent people.
1: That's what fascinated us is when we plugged it into Google News. Um, we just tried it with different phrases. We found a slew of loath it. I loathe it, or he loathes it. And we found even more loath to say. Loath to say, I think, was the the using loath instead of loath was a little more common than using loath instead of loathe. But they're both, yeah, super common. What mm-hmm.
2: interested us the most about this is that obviously the word, or not obviously, but it seems to be, and it is true, the words come from the same old English word, loath, which is hated, hasteful, hate, hateful, hostile, repulsive. And they were both began to differ, differ in medieval England in the 1300s. And then interestingly enough, the loath without the E took off, the, uh, the, the with the E meaning it disappeared. Then in the 1800s, old antiquarians took it up again and it became common. So in effect, we have a, basically a word that had two, we had one basic meaning meaning hated, then it kind of split apart, then it disappeared, one of them disappeared. And then it came back into again. So and it's not really that horrible to make that mistake, but it really bothers me.
0: I wanna say I don't think it's a surprising mistake to make in either direction. I think if you say I am loath to say something, or you know, I'm I'm loath to take out the trash, whatever. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't I, I think that seems like a an instance where you probably just don't realize the word loath exists um -hmm. because to say you're loath to do something means i mean in some universe that means you loathe it right Mm -hmm. and and the other direction to to misspell loath as loath i see a lot of people misspelling breathe as breath right so it's kind Mm -hmm. of the same thing
1: Uh, actually that's a good point i think you're absolutely right um the thing is i mean they are two different you know Articles, pieces of speech. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I don't know how that came out of my mouth. They are two different like forms of speech. I mean, one is "loath" is an adjective, and "loath" is a verb. Right. But I think you're right. Like "breath." Well, "breath" is a is a noun, and "breathe" is a um, verb, obviously. So the "e" is the verb one. But I think you're right. I think it's just so easy to misspell it just without thinking that it happens.
2: But it also interested me that they used to be the same word, then they kind of split apart, then they kind of came back again, and then some other people wanted to throw the E back on. I mean, I think their language is very fluid, and I think in this case...
1: I don't mean to interrupt. No, it was loathe, I thought, was was being used. With the E was the one that was being used. Loathe without the E was what had faded out.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. It's the opposite. I apologize
1: for interrupting you, but I thought you'd be upset.
2: You'd loathe being wrong. (laughs) I would. (laughs) But the point is, it doesn't really matter. Right now, we have two different words that mean two different things. I think the confusion isn't that big of a deal. The next one, I think, is a huge deal. This is the difference between... This is a... um, foundation on sleep and they had a word don't loose sleep over it (laughs) i hate that (laughs) we did not want to ask you the difference fletcher because we were sure you knew it but it horrified us this distinction between lose and loose is all over the place
0: yeah it is and i'm not i don't know why either i that doesn't make any sense to me
1: nor to me i mean again we go back to i mean obviously it's just one letter i mean an, an additional letter an extra o and loose and lose but they sound different lose and loose sound very different and i I don't see how you make that error i genuinely don't well
0: do you you, i never i never hear anybody say loose sleep over it right they always say lose sleep so this seems like a, a spelling issue more than actually thinking that the phrase is loose sleep or loose a game
2: right i agree we were doing an article for CNBC on uh, words misused, most, common in, most commonly misused words in business, and we didn't think this would come up, but it, it, it's everywhere. It's, it, you're right, though, but it's mm. in the written word, it's not in the spoken.
1: But I don't quite understand how you'd make that error. I genuinely don't, because, I mean, lose is not an uncommon word. Yeah, it's not. It's it's. I mean, that's what that's what shocks me a bit. I can't help it. I know it sounds a little stuffy, but it does. It is shocking. I mean, lose. How many times do you see headlines like "someone's Yankees lose"? I mean, you know, whatever. Well,
0: and and do you know where I see this so very often is on places like sports message boards, where lose is. I don't know, one of the two most common words.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one I really don't get. I really don't get it.
0: Well, we're all stumped there. Yep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm still out of sorts about it. Sorry. (laughs) I'm not going to stop that one, am I? I should. (laughs) Now we're
2: going to move on to like a a sort of persnickety one. And I'm not really sure we should be even talking about it because it's not that big of a deal. Here's an ad for a a hotel, La Combaillère in Geneva. You cannot fail to be seduced by the authenticity and charm of the peaceful and luxuriant Hotel de la Colombiere.
0: I mean, I would have used the word luxurious there yes. instead of luxuriant. What's the difference?
1: It's actually a pretty big difference. Oh. I mean, luxurious is over pertaining to luxury. So it's a luxury hotel. It's got, like, you know, your nice, puffy, wonderful comforters on the beds, etc. Luxuriant is abundant or lush growth. Oh, so sure. So okay. the luxuriant hotel it would technically be, like... Apparently, growing like a lot of vines and stuff inside like a low rent horror movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that said, the, the, it comes from the same root Latin word, luxus, which means excess, luxuria, luxury, again. So nowadays, I mean, Merriam Webster basically has uh, both definitions as being, you know, they're interchangeable. I have a gut feeling it bothers me. Does it bother you guys? Luxuriant in the sense? I hate it. <laughs> I don't
0: like it. Obviously, I noticed it right away. I don't know that I see it. Often enough to be bothered by it, but but if I did, I would I would question it. It's also obvious that I didn't totally know the definition of luxuriant, um, but I knew it was I knew it was wrong.
1: Well, I think the luxuriant to me, I keep thinking of the P G. Woodhouse story. You know the one, Ross? I, I can't remember now. The, which is it, Uncle Fred? The one where he has the beard, the fake Abyssinian beard, the luxuriant growth. Yeah, that wasn't. I
2: don't think that was Uncle Fred. Though, and I, for whatever. some reason, yeah. that
1: just stays in my head. That, yeah. Beard. So when I hear luxuriant, <laughs> I, I I feel growth.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you actually on that. I do too, and and you, you do it correctly. That's what you should hear. So yeah, now
1: yeah. that now that
0: we're saying this word so much, what I what I usually hear luxuriant associated with is hair.
1: Yeah. You're right, with like hair, hair like, like, uh, conditioner, luxuriant locks. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And that is a weird way to describe a hotel. Yep.
1: Although right here, I'm just looking. I just like typed it in out of curiosity. First thing I see, luxuriant four-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath, prop, bath, bath property for sale.
2: Yeah. No, it's, it's so, very yeah, common. It's
1: not. It's, it's definitely. No, but I'm seeing a lot of luxuriant hair and luxuriant soft pelts. <laughs> 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 luxuriant soft pelts doesn't sound good to me I don't know why
2: <laughs> I'm looking at PG else? I'm trying to remember what it was in I, I, I know what you're talking about too That luxuriant beard But whatever, we'll find mm-hmm. it someday Okay, next
1: word, moving on This is a real picky one to me Ooh, I, To hi. me it isn't This is interesting, to me it was not at all Well, I'm saying it's picky because I don't really use either of the words ever
2: so. Okay, <laughs> this, is from Huffing, this is from the Huffington Post you see, I'm trapped between morbid curiosity and a hard place. A hard, barren place where the meretricious blogger heroically promotes the underdog.
0: Uh, I I don't I don't really know what meretricious means, and I don't really know what word ought to be going there. Okay. So So
1: that's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: I don't Thank know whether sculpture. I don't know whether to be mad yet, but I'm getting ready. <laughs>
1: Well, the thing that that the sticking point with this is meretricious, you're right, is the word that's incorrect. And you'd think that meretricious, it's got like merit, it sounds like, even though it's spelled M-E-R-E-T, tricious. Uh, It sounds like it's good, like merit, something that's good, right? It's not. Meretricious is not like a good thing.
0: I had a feeling it was bad. There is just a little thing inside me. So I must have heard this word before somewhere, but I still really don't know what it means.
2: Here's the interesting thing. It comes from a Latin word, mereri to be hired. And then it came through that word, it became meritrix, which was a prostitute. Interestingly enough, prostitute comes from the Latin, but there's um, the Romans didn't use that word. They used meritrix. And then from there, meretricious came to mean relating to prostitutes. And then from there the the meaning sort of changed into something that something that has no value in spite of its appealing
1: appearance. Yeah, you know, something gaudy and insincere.
2: Yes. It's the exact opposite of what you want. Oh wow.
1: I just wanted to say quickly, you said the merit tricks. That sort of sounds like merry tricks, which which works wow. for a prostitute. Wow. Like merry tricking <laughs> let's have <laughs> let's do tricks. <laughs> it does actually that's I never third. It's a thought of it. trick. That's it. That's 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 your prostitute phrase. It's a good way to it's a good way to memorize the word.
2: The word we should have used, Fletcher, would be meritorious, I would guess deserving of reward or praise. That's sort of stuffy, though.
0: Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm kind of lost with the whole sentence. Read it to me again and put the word meritorious in there. I want to hear it. I'm not sure meritorious
2: really works that well either. Meritorious does not work.
0: But, okay, you
2: see I'm trapped between morbid curiosity and a hard place. A hard, barren place where the meritorious blogger heroically promotes the underdog. Meritorious it here works. is it's an adjective deserving, deserving of, war, of uh, reward or praise. It works. I just don't like how it sounds. It just yeah. sounds sort of stuffy. It's a
1: stupid sentence.
0: Yep, I'm going to chalk it up to bad writing. Yeah.
1: It's <laughs> true. The next one is, a, is one that actually interested me because you see it a lot. It's, it's one of those bureaucratese words. Um, uh, this was uh, during a hearing. This was in the congressional record. I'm not quite sure who said it, but it said it was about the IRS. And it said, we have not only failed to require that the IRS utilize only secure and reliable authentication methodologies, but we have also given it carte blanche to determine what burden a taxpayer must bear. Taxpayer must bear.
2: It came from John Ashcroft,
1: yeah. Will you read it all again? We have not only failed to require that the IRS utilize only secure and reliable authentication methodologies, but we have also given it carte blanche to determine what burden a taxpayer must bear.
0: Well, okay, Uh, since I know what letter we're in right now, I know we're talking about methodologies. I guess guess you may as well just use the word methods there um, but this feels a little bit like how people are using utilize instead of use right now like it's mm-hmm. just one of those things where you don't really need to add all the extra sounds yeah
2: when we found this we called it a double header Senator John Ashcroft used two words really very, rather poorly utilize and um and uh, methodology i mean for that matter he used a lot of bad big words in this one but it's just fluff and i think both cases methodology ology part like as an archaeology or egyptology theology means the study of technically methodology really is the study of methods which seems not particularly appropriate right here he's using it just to sound big it's like a big word that sounds cool
0: as yeah. with utilize. Right. So just say use and just say methods. Yep.
1: Yeah. That's a pet, as we all know, I've said it a million times, that's one of my big pet peeves, the puffing up of, you know, throwing on those suffixes to think, you know, to make it sound more weighty. And I think it just sounds flabby and fat, and, you know, and blech, like clogged arteries.
0: Yeah, and this is definitely sort of a callback to our episode on business jargon. It fits mm-hmm. right in there with all of that, yeah.
1: The one
2: thing we found, though, is that the IRS itself is a lot more economical with words. They didn't use methodology, they used method. They didn't use utilize in the very document, they used use, which I thought Hmm. was really interesting. Good for
1: them. For once, they were like (laughs) succinct, I'm stunned. (laughs) Next word
2: is a pain for me. Marine um, reserves help mitigate against climate change, say scientists. This is from a physics.org website. We can forgive them because they know a lot more physics than any of the three of us know. But in this case, they don't know language too well. Marine reserves help mitigate against climate change. Say scientists.
0: Yeah, I I don't think you really mitigate against something. I think you can I think you can mitigate climate change.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You cut right to the chase. you, you should have written our books. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> really, please. <laughs> we'll just take the credit. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly it. If you if you hear mitigate against, it's usually wrong. It's it's the word actually that you want, and this is a phrase that I don't really see often. Ross and I disagree on it because I, he must read different things than I, because he's seen it more often. Is it should be militate against.
0: Whoa, what?
1: Yeah, militate. It means a powerful factor in preventing something from happening. Wow. And usually militate is used with against. Mitigate is not. So mitigating is is to make, like, to lessen or reduce an effect. Militate is to be a factor in preventing something from happening. Huh. Yeah, you're like me.
0: Yeah, that's brand new to me. I, I had never heard of militate against.
2: No, that's interesting. I mean, militate, as Kathy said, it comes from the military. Mitigate comes from a Latin word, miti, mitis meaning sweet, juicy, ripe, yielding. So,
0: <laughs>
2: But interestingly <laughs> enough, we found um, incorrect usage by William Faulkner in an article in the American Mercury. We also found one from the Times of London back in 63. But other than that, don't use it. Mitigate against.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's. Although, I mean, to be honest with you, I would never, I would, I would never say militate against. I would say it, something is mitigated by. I would too. But I wouldn't say this mitigate, militates against
2: something. I completely agree. And now we come to our last word, enough to make me nauseated or nauseous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, this, this one I do know, and I, I want to. <laughs> Uh, register that I have no problem with anybody saying it either way, because it's absolutely changed by now. That said, I do still notice it. Um, and I want to throw in another word there as well, but, but we'll get to that one. Uh, so when you are nauseous, that means you are nauseating another person. So I, I when I feel sick I feel nauseated I don't feel nauseous because when I because nauseous means you are causing that feeling in somebody else The
2: problem is unless you're from the New York area where it's almost I was real. gonna
1: say I'm like ready to explain I want Kathy to say I say nauseous I feel nauseous Yes yeah. <laughs> so look I cannot if I say nauseated I feel strange I can't say oh god I feel nauseated no it doesn't sound right so I feel nauseous
0: everybody says I feel nauseous everybody does <laughs> every, every, everybody not maybe not with the same accent that you have Kathy but <laughs> everybody says that and that's fine well
1: this is one that I feel strongly about because Ross's wife um, when I first met her she was from California and I Was nauseous and she would she would say it should be nauseated. I'd be like, "What do you know, (laughs) Blondie? little California girl!" (laughs) So I still say nauseous. (laughs) Although now I know, now I feel a little awkward now that I know technically it should be nauseated, but I can't do it. I cannot.
0: Ross, how do you feel about it?
2: Well. I, I actually, I mean, I had my wife glaring at me every time I said nauseous. I didn't say it as bad of an accent, that New York accent that Kathy did. But I, was, I always said nauseous and she kept looking at me. So now I've switched over to nauseated because literally my saying nauseous made her nauseated. So I switched. I just want
1: to point out, though, that nauseous came first. Yeah. If we were to go, what came first, the, the nauseous or the nauseated? Nauseous was number one for a long time. And in the 19th century, it meant what I use. Exactly. The way I use it. So,
2: And also, I told her we're both Greek in background, and it came from the ancient Greek word, nausee. So I think we have precedence, and we have the right to say it like we should say it, how we want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> we invented the word we can say the word how we want to
0: i think that this this has become s- so common to say to say nauseous meaning i don't f- you know i feel sick that using using it in the proper way is just confusing to everybody mm-hmm. like like if i mean what do, what are you gonna what are you gonna point at and say that that it's nauseous like how, how is that going to communicate anything with anybody i don't know let's say you've got a um a weird little fat toad, right? And it's really ugly and it makes you want to vomit. You're not gonna even you're not gonna point at that toad and say that thing's nauseous.
2: No, I would say it's making no. me nauseous, I would say. Right. Or yeah. making me so, feel nauseated. I would say either one, I would not say what you're saying. I agree with you.
1: Yeah, because if to me if you pointed the toad and said it's nauseous, I would think it wanted to vomit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. You know <laughs> poor little toad.
0: Yeah, so this one, I mean this one's gone so far that that even saying it the quote unquote proper way is is going to be way more confusing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, I no- agree. you know another word I like that I just wanted to throw in is is noxious. Yes. Noxious. Yeah. Like like noxious fumes. Yeah. It co- it's horrible. It
2: comes from the Latin word nex. Meaning slaughter and death.
1: Woo! Really sums it all up. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, a lot of the Latin roots. I mean, when you learn what they meant, they they weren't kidding around. weren't no. they? Yeah.
2: <laughs> they were a pretty violent bunch. I think in many ways. <laughs> <laughs> but when you think about it, it makes sense, though. Like necrotic, I mean, we have all those sort of uh, nuck words. Necrotic, Is that the
1: same root. Necrotic and no- noxious.
2: Not, well. The neck. The neck word for slaughter. Necromancy. Necrosis. necrosis necrotic. Necropolis. Oh. But nectar also comes from it, though apparently they think it's from. Nectar would be the death, and then tar part would be overcoming death. I didn't know that.
1: Wow. Okay, Russ, I'm seeing that noxious came from noxa. I just looked it up in the OED. I'm probably wrong because you know you're Latin. That it came from harm uh, or injury. Nox. It came from noxa.
2: Oh yeah, noxious. noxious. But that, that's a later. That's a Latin word that came. I'm saying the root word is nec, slaughter, from the pi. You know, from Proto Indo European death. Oh, okay. So it went through there. Well, this is a cheerful note to end on. Death. <laughs> <and slug. laughs> really, it's making me nauseous.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh.
0: This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. Kathy Petris records from her home in Seattle, Washington. Ross Petras from his home in Toronto, Ontario. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod. Email them at knrpetras at gmail.com or email me at powell at kmuw.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or even a review at Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help us. They're how we get more people to find us. Kathy and Ross's book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press. You can find that and much of their other work pretty much anywhere you get books. We recommend your local independent bookstore. And, of course, Kathy and Ross are always up to something. You can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S dot com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks.